I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Greetings, Grapple fans, and welcome to the most must-listen podcast in all of sports and entertainment, the Pro Wrestling Index. <laughs> and that's about as close as you'll get me being kind to uh, them is. That, that's a ever so slight reference. Um, I am missing my tag team partner this evening. Yeah, unfortunately, Chatra can't be with us this week because, uh, you know, such is life. We do have day jobs here, you know. So unfortunately, more can't uh, be with us. But as ever, stepping into the breach, um, stepping through the curtain, out from the Guy Rilla position, is the one and only Guy Drinkle. Oh, God, not this shit again. <laughs> oh, <dear>. Yes. <laughs> no singing I'm this getting time. all these references in tonight. No singing this time. No singing. Maybe, no, maybe good, at the end. Well... Now you say that, but it was, goodness gracious, great balls of fire. So I, I may feel compelled to, to try and quite terribly sing that at some point. So yeah, you um, find tonight... a song for Battleground and we'll be cracking. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. Is there a song called Nah? <laughs> Punjabi <laughs> shite. <laughs> God, I can't wait till uh, SmackDown next week when they're bringing the Punjabi prison to SmackDown. It's going to be just <laughs> brilliant. Oh, yeah. Uh, how the hell are they going to get that down in time to record 205 Live afterwards? <laughs> Doesn't matter. Nobody watches anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Maybe what they could do is just like have all the, uh, the 205 Live matches inside the Punjabi prison and see if anyone actually notices. <laughs> Um, you know, well, what with them being cruiserweights, those guys can flippity flop off the top of that thing. <laughs> Do a jump. <laughs> jump off the damn thing. It's only 50 feet. I think that's, I think that's the best fitting way to end the cruiserweight division. Just have Neville jump from the top of the Punjabi prison. <clears throat> they all die. <laughs> And then Roman can reverse her ambulance right over them all. Oh dear, that's a good segue. Uh, that's a that is a good segue. Anyway, so yes. Um, oh, by the way, yeah, I am your host Andy Wales. I should say that in case you didn't already know. Uh, yes, tonight we... different this week. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah, um, we are here to uh, to discuss Grey Balls of Fire, that uh, monumental event uh, this past weekend. But before we do get on to that, uh, Guy, there is a couple of news items that uh, I would like to uh, discuss. Uh, we retweeted them out there on the Pro Wrestling Index uh, Twitter feed. Uh, and the first one was a real ball out of the blue. And uh, this really took me by surprise. Um, it was announced on Friday that uh, WWE had released Austin Aries. What the hell's all that about? I, I don't know. As you said, it comes it came out of nowhere, really. Um, obviously, it's not quite release season yet. I'm not sure when it is, but you don't you haven't got the mass releases at this time of the year. So it, it, it's basically a firing or a, a, a joint decision. Um, 
but yeah, it, it's just really random, especially that he had the cruiserweight feud of uh, WrestleMania. But I, I think it's fully justified that for a person who's had his career, whether it's been, I, I don't know much about his Ring of Honor career, but his time in TNA kind of broke barriers between what they called the cruiserweight division, which was the X division, and the main roster. Obviously, WWE and TNA are like different leagues, different entities. But to be limited in such a way where you've basically got the, the least inspiring part of the show, and then you're locked to work with like a small group of wrestlers, it, I can see I can see why I'd be left frustrated. Um, just as a cruiserweight person, when I imagine when he signed with WWE, he was given assurances of working. Um, full time, as as he saw on NXT, he was working. I think his I think his big feud was Baron Corbin and stuff like that, and Nakamura. So yeah, I I don't think he wants to be limited to uh, a basically a sideshow. Yeah, well, I mean, some rumors have been emerging over the weekend and over the past few days that yeah, he was certainly less than happy and had, uh, by all accounts, uh, voiced his frustrations. Uh, quite. Oh, you can't can't do that in WWE. <laughs> well, he's, apparently he's he's one he's not one to uh, to hold his tongue. He's um, quite outspoken, not afraid to speak his mind and um, share his thoughts. Uh, and by all accounts, he was um, feeling somewhat frustrated by being pigeonholed within the the cruiserweight division. And in yeah, and I and I don't think his character really suited. Being a babyface, he's certainly more comfortable as a heel. It suits him better. He carries it off much better. And I think had had Neville not come on the scene and just took everything by force uh, as as arguably the best heel in the company right now, then you know he he may well have been the guy holding the cruiserweight title as the lead heel for that division and perhaps been you know felt a, more comfortable mm. maybe he you know he was more suited to to his role in in NXT than than what he was doing with the cruiserweights and and I dare say he would like to have uh, been given the opportunity to work with other people on the main roster and not being so you know limited to to his uh, to his opponents and, and to what he was doing so yeah I, I guess there's uh, understandable if there's um some creative frustrations there because the other thing is you know he's not in the early stage of his career you know he's in his late 30s so you know he is in great shape he's a very good worker he's got the name value um but he doesn't he, you know he doesn't have you know, another decade left most likely yeah. in the ring so he you know the time is there to uh, to make the most of it and let's face it um you know unless you are at you know in the top echelon of the wwe where you're making more money than anybody else in in, in the business if you're down the lower end of the card you you're not making as much money and those guys the big name guys on the independent scene now they can make a, an awful lot of money with uh, japan and, and all the various bookings so his name value and some of the good people that are out there and the kind of things that's happening in Japan, I, I guess um, he sees it as an opportunity to go out there and um, get get a bit more satisfaction for his creative juices, shall we say? Yeah, and well, the, we all know the WWE schedules like it's just different gravy compared to everything else. It's grueling, and obviously working both Raw, uh, the house shows, two or five live. Um, pay-per-views, whatever. He's probably not thinking this isn't worth my time and the money's not worth me doing that when I can just do the independent circuit, either go to Japan, go back to Ring of Honor. I don't, I don't know what TNA or whatever the hell it's called now. <laughs> um, yeah, well, it's now known as Global Force Wrestling, yeah, isn't it? I mean, yeah. it's it's got new owners in Anthem. Um, they own it. They, they've, t- they've taken over the company and obviously they, they've gone for the name change now, a complete and utter change. Mm. because that brand was Dead. a bit of an albatross yeah, yeah. so th- they're heading in a new direction by all accounts that's improving so who knows but i'm glad as someone who saw him you know probably 10 years ago when he first came into tna and seen a few bits and pieces of his other work you know i've seen he's what he's capable of and he is very very good so 
I'm glad I've seen him uh, work in the WWE and certainly with NXT because that's you know it's quite a unique slot the NXT and it's and it's uh, nice to see some of the uh, some of these guys get to work there and enjoy that it's just because a shame, uh, that well he had his couple feuds with NXT then he got his injury yeah and he, then yeah. he was forced onto uh, the fa- the failing experiment that is the cruiserweight but mm. I mean out of it I'd probably say he was one of the the better ones with Jack I'd probably put him in the same category as Jack Gallagher where he's he was actually working whereas. I think Neville's in a league of his own, and then you've got a couple that are worked, and then the rest of it's just like, oh dear, me. <laughs> yeah, that's it. At least, at least we've seen him, uh, and good luck to him for the future. Yeah. Uh, another news item that um, again came out over the weekend was um, a WWE show, uh, effectively a house show, but you know, um, slightly more than than your regular house show because it was at Madison Square Garden. Um, AJ Styles beating Kevin Owens for the US title. So them doing a title switch, not on TV. Now it took obviously took people by surprise. Got a huge pop for the you know from the crowd there, not just because it's AJ Styles and he's you know hugely popular, but that surprise element to it. Um, there were some rumours at the time that there's a, there was an injury to Owens, and this is why they've done the switch. But um. We haven't seen Kevin Owens working since and working on uh, SmackDown. It certainly didn't look like he was carrying any injuries or nothing noticeable anyway. And I do wonder whether this was just one of them things that they've done, like they did with the NXT title when they switched that off TV, as you know, just a, a way to kind of boost that that house show audience. You know, you you know, give people that feeling that you never know it might just happen. There might be a title switch, so try and. You know, boost the attendances there, so it was quite a surprise, really. Yeah, I mean, when stuff doesn't happen on TV, I think you, I think everyone would class, classify that as a surprise. Um, yeah, I, I think the it was either he had a niggling injury where it could have gone either way, so they took no chances, or as you said, they just kind of want to keep the feud a bit interesting, but they don't want like to write it over numerous pay-per-views so I thought Madison Square Garden iconic venue make the uh, house shows surprising as you said so yeah, I think it could go either way I mean who knows what condition Kevin Owens is in we we know the we know the relationship with uh, WWE and injuries I mean you, I think you wrestle till you basically can't so it, it may have just been protecting protecting your hand there um but I think I think it'll work. I think I think obviously we know AJ can carry bigger titles than the US title, and they're seemingly going to bring back the. Uh, I know we're going out to SmackDown, but they look like they're going to bring back the Open Challenge. So maybe maybe they thought the mid card was going to go a bit stale, so they thought they'd change it up. But I think people still want to see the feud between AJ and um, Owens. Maybe there's thought. AJ was better holding the title than Owens was better at chasing at this moment in time. It certainly adds another dimension to it. Yeah. And and AJ Styles has already shown, you know, how just just how cap- how well, more than capable, how fantastic it is uh, carrying yeah. the title within WWE and so you know, Owens, it's, to be fair. Yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely, both guys, and uh, kind of noticeable as well that really. I mean, AJ Styles was saying you're going to make this the the you know title, the most important title. And All you have to do is show up. <laughs> yeah, right now the US title is bigger than the WWE title on uh, their television program. So um, yeah, <laughs> there's that one. So anyway, there's our couple of news items uh, out of the way. We'll see how things uh, pan out with. Uh, with both of them, really, because I'm guessing more details will probably emerge on Austin Aries, and perhaps if there is uh, an injury to uh, to Owens, that they're you know perhaps some surgery or something like that, that they're now kind of they're holding off maybe till uh, till after Battleground or something. Who knows? Maybe time will tell anyway. But uh, that'll all come out in the wash. So time for us to uh, move on to uh, goodness gracious, great balls of fire, and no, I won't sing it. Uh, pretty sure just the one match Uh, Neville defeating uh, Kira Tozawa as we would expect um, a slightly ropey finish ha ha excuse the pun bit of a 
That's <laughs> an Alan Partridge moment there. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that I mean, that's just to set up the feud continuing. Um, it just for me, it's a waste. Neville being on a pre-show, but hey ho. Um, well, for me, the pre-show is just a nothing anyway. Yeah, yeah you know. it's basically you're watching it because there's nothing else on at midnight. <laughs> You've literally got yeah. reruns of Family Guy and American Dad or the pre-show. Um, um, Family Guy and American Dad. Thank you very much. So on with the main card. Uh, Bray Wyatt, Seth Rollins. I My expectations were not high for this. Now... I've got to say, normally, you know, first match of the night, you know, the curtain jerker, usually it's it's something, you know, a good match that you want to put on. Everyone's excited. The crowd are up. They weren't for this. And I think it's kind of, it's just telling of, of how little people care about Bray Wyatt and how Seth Rollins has kind of lost some luster as well. Mm. And And for me, this was compounded by, Bray Wyatt defeating Seth Rollins because it not only yes it it does hurt Seth Rollins because I don't think they did enough of on the finish to really protect Seth but that's my personal opinion I, I can't even remember the finish oh, it was the thumb to the eye oh um, yes, yes 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 now Seth Rollins what he did do I've never seen anyone take the sister Abigail the way he took it he really sold it big style it was like the rock taking the uh, the stunner you know <laughs> nobody saw the stunner like the rock like you've just killed someone. yeah <laughs> but yeah my 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 biggest thing coming out of this means is that um rollins losing to this which is a big surprise obviously is that this will continue oh my god yeah i mean bray winning obviously i think Bray's kind of, as we keep saying, I mean, I, I'm, I, I like Bray. I, I was kind of, I was happy that he got the WWE title and they just kind of killed, I think they killed him off, or that character off once and for all um, with that and then they've kind of moved him over to Raw and it's just kind of not really done anything. Um, but yeah, it, Bray winning doesn't help Bray and it doesn't help Seth, obviously. Um See, it, for me, it doesn't help Seth because I know it's not, they're not building Bray for anything. You know, it's yeah. not, it's not a means to an end that Bray Wyatt, you know, has been built up for something huge. Yeah. This is just a matter of keeping this feud going. It's, it's and Bray like Wyatt Bray's... is so, is so damaged, you know, he, he's seen as damaged goods by fans that the perception this yeah. is like, oh my God, Seth Rollins has just lost to him. Yeah. But everybody not, beats him. It's not like the match was bad either. Like, it was an enjoyable match, but as you said, the it crowd okay. kind of... The, yeah, it's, it's, enjoy, it's like you want as much. I'd probably say, like, two and a half star, three and a half, three star. Like, middle of the road. Enjoyable. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just weird. It's just weird that... Well, it's weird seeing Bray Wyatt win a match, <laughs> let's be honest. Um, but yeah, if the feud continues, like, Bray isn't built as a monster heel like he's not got heat from the crowd it's just very bland meh so it's not going to help Rollins get over Rollins isn't crazily over so it's not going to help Bray get heat on him from the crowd it, it's kind of unless like <laughs> something from the Attitude Era happens as we as we'll go on to later in the show in this feud it's going to just be like a very forgettable feud, which I imagine it will be. But I think both both characters in here need need big changes. I mean, Seth Rollins coming off what he did at WrestleMania. I don't know how they've kind of killed his momentum, but they have, and it's they, they need to change it. And as I said, Bray's been Bray's been in a bloody circle of awfulness for probably a year and a half, two years, and yeah, couple couple good moments. Well, Seth Rollins, I mean, he, when he came back from the injury, he was hot then. That was the time to turn him babyface because the crowd were hot for him. They were behind him. And instead, they persisted with him as a heel for a couple of months. And it wasn't really working because the crowd were wanting to cheer him. Mm. But but he went into, you know, it was kind of a drifted along a nothingness that he it, it, it just lost momentum. And ever since... It's just been, I, I don't know, he's just missing something and now he's turned into this suck-up baby face and it's, you know, begging for for applause and begging for 
sympathy and and it's just it doesn't fit him so you know i think both guys need a change of direction not necessarily turning but just a change of direction and they both need to move on to someone else yeah really really do yeah um, anyway, next next one up was um, Big Cass and Enzo Mori. And Enzo's pre-match promo was longer than the match itself. Mm. And I, I must admit, I, must have, I think it was about five minutes in on his promo, I was thinking, God, I can't wait for Big Cass to come out and put a boot <laughs> in his face just to shut him up. And that, you know what I mean? I'm thinking, God, no wonder he turned on me. He's getting on my nerves now. It just It was too long. That promo was just too, too damn long. What, what you know, the time it? for talking is supposed to be over. This is, you know, this is fight night, not talking night. Yeah, I mean, what did it? Was it Frank Sinatra? He started speaking, or was that was that before? Yeah, uh, that was it. Was yeah. Frank Sinatra? Yeah, yeah. yeah the the guy mean, from New York talking about uh, the star of New York, Frank Sinatra, yeah. or, or the star of Las Vegas as well, Frank Sinatra, in Texas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't really get over too yeah, well, with, you know. It didn't do much, but yes, I it was, was sat a there just like I was sat watching. I was like, "This should have been two lines at most, and it should have had Cass coming out really pissed off and literally just destroyed him." And yeah, maybe for story reasons, obviously, just make it a bit longer where he's more punishing than just ending the match and I think they kind of did that but yeah I mean you've gone from Bray Wyatt and Seth Rollins to the really out of place cringy promo which was well delivered but yeah time and place it didn't really work yeah Um, exactly yeah 30 32 30 seconds maybe one minute promo you know all pumped up and then yeah we, we we basically have a glorified squash match where he has a bit of a comeback in there, you know, so the crowd can get behind him. Uh, and But you just really get over the fact that, you know, Cass is now this heel and who's just a monster and is going to punish and wear down, you know, the guy who was his best friend for all them years. So, yeah. That, that is the message, isn't been, was that the Was that the arena that debuted on? They should have took that angle a lot more rather than Frank Sinatra. It was, uh, it was, really, it was really weird, but yeah, I'm ho- I hope that's the end of it and... Well, yeah, Cass, Cass I, I suspect. On to bigger things, isn't he? Yeah, I, I suspect they'll probably do after a little that, bit more on TV for a few that weeks. No pun with a big show, though. <laughs> well, well, maybe, maybe that's the way they move. Yeah, is uh, think... transitioning him across and getting him onto moving onto other things. So, who knows? Anyway. <clears throat> At this moment, I don't really care about either of them. <laughs> See, well, Cass has got potential, you know, the mm. big guy. He can talk. He's okay in the ring. He can, you know, there's work to be done there, but there's potential, definitely yeah. potential. Yeah. Raw talking was good. Yeah, just have to see what they do. But um, now the tag, the tag team titles next. This thirty man Iron Man match. I was looking forward to this. Now we were discussing this last week, myself and more. And Moore said, um, <clears throat> as long as they go for something like, you know, an early pinfall to do something a bit different, you know, so we don't go sort of 20 minutes before we get anything and it all goes a bit dead. And they did just that. I liked it. You know, we got an early pinfall and they went two up. And it was, <clears throat> for me, it was a good story. I liked the way that they told it. And, and it was an enjoyable match. I quite liked it. And it really sort of peaked in them last what probably probably eight minutes of you know eight to ten minutes where it you know really sort of twists and turns i i did enjoy it and i thought the the finish was just pure pure perfection that you know for the pinfall to begin with like one second left on the clock that was Mm. absolute perfection and kudos to to everyone involved for that yeah i mean i think 30 minutes um is a bit long nowadays. I don't think many people are used to seeing thirty-minute matches in the middle of the middle of the card matches. But um, yeah, I think it worked. It, it may have got it may have drawn out a little bit. Maybe it could have been twenty-five minutes, but that's a really weird number to have an Iron Man match for. Um, but yeah, I enjoyed it. I think the perfect start and the perfect end, as you said, the instant, the basically instant pinfall for uh, I can't remember who did the pin, but I think it was Cesaro. Uh, 
and then obviously the finish where it was literally a second away from uh, drawing or winning. So yeah, it was um, it was an enjoyable match. I mean, when you've got Cesaro and Sheamus and the Hardy Boys, it, it's never it's never going to be a bad match. I mean, Cesaro is one of the best workers in the bloody company. Hardys are the most experienced tag team in the company who've had many matches. I mean, they're not particularly good wrestlers, but they can put on, put on fantastic matches. Um, Sheamus, very solid at everything. It, it was never going to be bad. And I think the uh, storytelling in the match really worked. I think, obviously, we'll, we'll come on to what happened on Raw, but I think it's helped build the Hardys, and it'll be interesting to see where... Um, Sheamus and Cesaro go on from this. Obviously, Sheamus is off soon. Um, yeah, he's he's doing the he's doing the movie, isn't he? He's filming. Mm, but I yeah. wonder whether they'll fit around this, you know, and make him available one day a week to do just to do TV. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure that's a possibility. But I mean, we'll see. But I'm sure that's a possibility. Yeah. So I I I I I think this tag team has a lot of legs left in it. I mean. They obviously had the feud with New Day, which was very good, and I, I think they've just come on strength from strength, and especially them turning heel. I think it's kind of just worked. I think everything they've done as a tag team's worked, so I don't want to see the end of it. And I think them. No, I, I, I totally works. agree. Yeah, I totally agree. I, I like them together. I think that they've really come along. You know, you can see that they're trying to make it work themselves. They've got natural chemistry, mm. and then they just work well in the ring, and it's just good to see two hard hitting. You know, really solid, snug workers like that who, who you know, who work that sort of physical style, uh, and it's quite refreshing. It's quite, you know, almost like a shoot style. How how physical they are at times. You are very European, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with influences from Japan. <laughs> but um, I, I I see. I quite I quite enjoy Iron Man matches when they're well done. Mm. And I thought this was quite well put together. It's, it's bound to have a bit of a flat area in it, you know, because of yeah. the time. But I think it was it was well worked. It was well put together, and beautifully you know, choreographed at the end. Uh, and like you say, you know, just kudos to everyone involved for the way that they pulled it off at the end. It, it was just so so good, and and that was you know working on the fly slightly with that uh, with that massive cut above uh, Matt Hardy's eye. But um, yeah. I, I like the fact that they kept the titles as well. I, I do like that. Um, I, I predicted they'd probably lose them just because we thought everybody else would keep their titles. So I thought they would go for a title switch somewhere on there. But no, it's good to see them keep it. And as you hinted, yeah, on Raw, um, it's it's the Hardys that are giving us the hints. And, and they are big hints that we could be um, seeing changes of character. Um, you know, the, the straightaway Jeff... Jeff Hardy, you know, we will not become obsolete. Uh, and and Matt Hardy doing his, you know, extravagant uh, words and pronunciations. So, yeah, it, we could be we could be seeing um, the old broken Matt Hardy and brother Nero characters here pretty soon. I I think it's what everyone's been waiting for. I mean, I think everyone's loved having the Hardys back. It's not. It's. It, I think it's worked a lot better than. For example, the Dudleys coming back, because um, obviously they've got the huge stage of WrestleMania and they've had the titles and stuff, so it's, it's worked quite well. But when everyone, when the rumours started that they were coming back, everyone was like, Broken Matt Hardy's going to be on a huge stage. This is going to be amazing. And <laughs> once the dust settled from their amazing return, it's like, when are they going to go broken? <laughs> and it's, it, I hope these teases are are basically concrete stuff. that uh, it, It's going to happen soon. But as we saw on Raw, that it looks like they're going to be working with a revival. So that has scope to be, one, a, a great feud and matches. And two, a perfect opportunity to want to get the revival over because obviously they've had a bit of a, a damp, a horrible patch with the injury, and then obviously that end zone cast stuff where it just kind of came really cold from what was on yeah, the beginning. Yeah, that was, that was awful, wasn't it? Yeah, so having broken Hardy's feud with what I'd say is the best tag team in the business, um, it it, it, can't, it can't go wrong. And hopefully it gets both of them over and doesn't damage either character. Or either yeah, I, I, 
I wouldn't be surprised if it's a case of that the, the revival get the upper hand on this feud, and that's what sets up the whole yeah. uh, change of gimmick. So, um, the actual execution and and how it goes week by week, I, I guess that's a bit I'm looking forward to. You know, the old the old style uh, storytelling. Um, oh, so, <laughs> from one set of titles to another, uh, the Raw Women's Championship. Um. Now, Sasha Banks, Alexa Bliss, a much better match than I expected. I, I must admit, you know, Alexa's really coming along now. Uh, and these two worked really well together. The only thing was the fi- the finish was a bit... Mm, and and I've got to say, Sasha Banks jumping off the, um, off the announce desk and landing with both knees onto the ground. Oh, Jesus, she can't do oh, that. She's got witch. to stop doing that. Otherwise, it, she'll be she'll be having surgery in next year, <laughs> if yeah, not soon. I, I, I winced like crazy at that bit. I was like, you're like a foot away from like a bar that's sticking out. Yeah, I'd break your leg. Oh, it was just, it was just very bad. I mean, do a cross body, don't do your bloody double knees thing I mean that's that's literally centimetres away from ending a year of your career <laughs> um, but yeah I, I, I kind of agree the match was good but the ending was a bit shit um, I mean I, I think most people would know it would either end in a Sasha a Sasha clean win or an Alexa cheap cheap heel victory and it wasn't even heelish it was just a bit shit Um yeah, I, I, I think it worked quite well. Obviously, you saw the, the spot where Alexa pretended to have her arm broken. I think we've seen that before on SmackDown with Becky Lynch. I can't remember. Yes, uh, we have seen it before, yeah. Yeah. So, and it is, I, I squirmed the first time I saw it, and I squirmed again when I yeah, saw it. Again. I mean, it still, it, it still makes it, me go, Bleh. It's impressively repulsive. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it works, and obviously there's there's still scope for this feud, and uh, it's getting into SummerSlam season, so I think I think Bailey will probably be coming into it. But yeah, I think Alexa Bliss has shown that she can hang with the uh, the big women of the uh, division. Yeah, this is for me. This obviously this is a way to keep this feud going, and who knows? Maybe it's it's you know all all part of gearing towards uh, SummerSlam and it being, you know, a triple threat or a fatal four-way. So we'll see. But yeah, I thought they, they had a good match. And uh, But as expected, obviously, the, the title did not change hands, as was the case with our next match, the Intercontinental title. Uh, the Miz successfully um, retaining the title against Dean Ambrose, obviously with the help of Curtis Axel and Bo Dallas on the outside. This is a match, personally, I think should have been the break in between um, the ambulance match and the main event because I didn't care too much for it. Um, the crowd didn't seem to care too much for it. I forgot it and, happened. Yeah, <laughs> and, and let's be honest, look, you know, we've seen The Miz and Dean Ambrose have matches for about six months now, you know, on TV constantly. People just don't really care. So this this would have been the perfect breaker in between, you know, your, your big impact. And obviously we'll talk about what was coming after that match and then your main event. So, hey, ho, what did you make of it? Uh, I can't remember what happened. It? <laughs> it was, it was, uh, I, I kind of remember the end where it was Maurice and what are they called? Ms. Taraj. Yeah, that's the word. That's the the awful word. Yeah, yeah, I mean, Dean Ambrose, boring. Miz, I think he's good at building a feud because he's easy to hate, but his matches, unless they're telling a really good story, as we've seen with Dolph Ziggler, they're not really that great, and they're always going to have some cheap tactics in it, which kind of get a bit repetitive. Um, But yeah, I think Dean Ambrose needs... Bray Wyatt levels of character surgery. Uh, the Miz, I think he can keep doing what he's doing, but he needs he needs a better character to bounce off of. And uh, yeah, I, I can't I can't even judge you. I can't even judge the match as a spectacle because I can't remember what happened in it, which kind of speaks volumes that it must have been a bit shit. Um, yeah, yeah, it was. It certainly wasn't a classic. I don't think these two have had one classic match. They might have had one that I thought was quite good, but yeah, look. 
I've always said this with the Miz. For me, he's he's a functional worker. He's okay. He's not a bad worker. He's okay. Yeah. He's not a great worker. He doesn't have great matches unless he's got somewhere someone in there who's of such a high caliber they can put something really put something together. So I think he's a decent worker. He's he's just very functional. But what he's got is a character. He's got a good character, a good heel character, and w- that works with Maurice, and he delivers a promo. Mm. Give him a scripted promo, and he really delivers it. Now, some people struggle with these scripted promos. He he his delivery is is excellent. That's what he does. And in the mid card, you know, as the heel with with the mid card championship belt for all the baby faces to to build up towards and to chase that's you know that that is the optimum place for him and it, and it works well but i agree he definitely needs somebody else to work with now because they, they've just done this feud for far far too long now they really really have it feels like it's been going on for about i don't know 15 years it feels like it's literally just replaced Dolph Ziggler with Dean Ambrose and it's the exact same feud but they haven't done it as well as they did on Smackdown <laughs> um, but yeah it, it's kind of just copied in someone who's talented to a certain degree can sell pretty well but it's probably not as good or not as interesting as Dolph Ziggler was on Smackdown when they had the really good feud but yeah it, it's just gone from a shit feud a, a, a really over saturated feud to one that it's gone on too long it's kind of just broken now it's yeah. just nobody cares yeah. and it's going to start so it's going to start affecting the miz is uh miz's effect as a yeah, heel yeah. character soon both, which both i, I guys think you need him as a i think you need him as a solid mid carder heel because i think you can always rely on him to go into somewhere and be the be the asshole in a feud yeah uh, but ambrose yeah he needs to he needs a character surgery, and yeah. uh, both, what they did, what they did on Raw didn't help. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <clears throat> Ambrose needs a character surgery, but both guys need to move on from this. They yes, really do. Yes, yes. They need to to move them on and start something fresh. And that that was a, a thing with this. Now, overall, the event, I kind of enjoyed it. I thought it was it was quite a good event. A lot of it is a problem is we see it week in week out on TV. Yeah. And it's, so that's maybe why, you know, these events don't feel special like they used to. But what what it kind of benefited from was uh, some of it did feel a bit fresh. And, you know, the main event was definitely fresh. Mm. Uh, and Sasha Banks and Alexa Bliss, that still feels kind of fresh, you know. And, and that's, you know, because you keep people apart on, you know, obviously they're going to be together. Uh, talking, building up promos, but not this endlessly, either fighting each other or in tag matches against each other week in, week out, to the point where by the time they have their feud, you know, that's what traditionally would be their blow-off. We've already seen it so many times that we're just not interested. We, you know, we've lost that engagement, and I think they kind of need to get back to a bit of that. They really need to, you know, go back to basics at some points. You know, what makes, what worked... Um, in the past and continues to work and and just rediscover some of them things but anyway my rant over um ambulance match then braun strowman roman reigns uh, i was i wasn't expecting this to be a technical classic or anything like that but i was kind of looking forward to it and um Ro- it's as a roman reigns braun strowman's become like my guilty pleasure now i do enjoy him i just find him kind of funny and entertaining uh, he's replacing Kane in my heart. I love the bloke. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't think anyone was expecting <laughs> a masterclass of wrestling with her. Um, but my main worry is obviously they've had this feud going before WrestleMania and um, they've had good matches before. And it's just kind of interesting that the ambulance match was picked because I think we've seen in the past that ambulance matches are really, really predictable. We've seen, like, John Cena and Ryback, I think, um, where you could see that the ambulance has a fake roof and stuff like that. So, yeah, it, it wasn't really a, an inspiring, uh, what's the word, stipulation. Um, but, yeah, it, it really worked. It really worked. And if you look, they've obviously built, they've had this feud around ambulances, obviously, um, Braun getting injured, uh, 
Braun flipping the bloody ambulance over. It's kind of been there or thereabouts all the time, but I think the finish was great. The match itself was actually quite entertaining. There were some good spots. There was some pretty much just a brutal brawl throughout the whole of it. I think the end, the ending was quite funny. Um, but yeah, I, I think the main thing coming out of this match is the post-match, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it certainly was. I mean... <sighs> It was quite sort of brutal and, yeah, they were going at each other. And, and this is the thing, like you said, this has been going on for a while, but there's something about it. And I think it's the the way that the character of Braun Strowman has kind of really engaged with the audience, that this has still been enjoyable. And, and the mm. fact that these two haven't been fighting every week, you know, that the injuries and the way that they've sold that, you know, taking... Obviously, there was a, a genuine injury there to Strowman. He was off for, the gap for some time. Yeah, he well. had that gap, yeah. And, you know, to, they, they had the gaps between where, you know, they were off screen or they were away from each other to come back that it still has a bit of a freshness about it. But, yeah, the ambulance side of it is like, oh, my God, you know, I've always remembered them being terrible matches. And the, but this was kind of fun, but it's just a little bit, the finish was a bit like out of nowhere, like, oh, is that it? You know, hmm. a little bit disappointing. <laughs> then, in, then it began. <laughs> yeah, not not really kind of in keeping with how the match had gone. It was kind of a little bit of an anticlimax, the actual finish. But yeah, I guess the, the finish was just the prelude to what was the real finish. To um, the 2D, right? <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, it was, um, it was certainly spectacular. And yeah, it was, it yeah, Attitude Era and even early two thousands when they did that stuff with uh, with Chain. NWO and whatnot. Yeah, you know, WWE has a long history of blowing things up and, and smashing people. vehicles. And, yeah, yeah. Vince McMahon's probably died about eight times. <laughs> but I, I, it was it it was kind of fun and. I've got to ask the question because I know in the eyes of the crowd, Roman Reigns, look, in the eyes of the crowd, Roman Reigns is a heel. Mm. And in the eyes of the crowd, Braun Strowman is a bona fide baby face. He's one of the biggest baby faces on the card. But I, I suspect to um, to Vince McMahon, Braun Strowman's still, still the monster heel and he's persistently still persisting to uh, to try and convince us that uh, we should be cheering for for Roman Reigns despite the best efforts of the crowd but um i did wonder whether this was not the actual turn of Roman Reigns but another small step in that direction because just kind of the way he's been on social media in recent weeks i i just wonder if there's these are all very small and slow methodical steps towards a turn but do you think this was an out and out babyface turn for Braun Strowman because the way he came out of that ambulance refused help you know everyone was concerned about him and the crowd reacted so much to him it's got to be impossible to, to for him to be any other anything else but um I'm not sure if it's worked going to, well I don't know if it I think it would work if they went with it but I don't think it it will work um, the way we want for Roman. I think um, they're going to try with Roman what people have been asking for. Obviously, they want to keep him face, but I think they're going to try and make him this no-shit-taken face, where he's just a bit stone-cold, but obviously PG stone-cold, not as fun stone-cold, but basically no-shit-given kind of thing. But yeah, with, with Braun, I mean... He gets huge. I know it's because he's feuding with someone who's been forced down people's throat, and that's why he got a reaction initially. But yeah, I mean, people are cheering for him when he just comes on stage because I think his entrance music helps because he just comes on and it's just him shouting and it's kind of impactful and hits you. Um, but yeah, I think it. I think he he's over with the crowd and. Whether that's just because you know you know something's about to go wrong, <laughs> Some, uh, something's uh, part about, of it, something's uh, about to happen. <laughs> yeah, and part of it is you know there's no denying part of it is is purely down to the fact that he's shouting at Roman Reigns, <laughs> chucking him round the ring like yeah. a rag doll, and he's the guy who's beating up that to, the one that the crowd are booing. 
He can do that to anyone, so it's going to yeah. work unless unless he's fighting Lesnar anytime soon, which may be a possibility. But he yeah. can literally do that to anyone in the roster. Well, well, let, let's let's move on to Lesnar then. Um, Lesnar and Samoa Joe. I've been. I was really looking forward to this match because, mm. as I said to Mo last week, you know this this was a match that I'd I've been wanting to see for quite some time. You know, for years. This, Samoa Joe was one of those, you know, fantasy opponents for me for for Brock Lesnar. Just the right sort of style, um, physique, charisma, everything. It, it was just suited to being a credible opponent. And not only that, I, I think they could really put on something in the ring. Mm. And I was looking forward to it. I half expected it to be a one and done. And I obviously didn't expect the title to change hands. But once they got going, I'm thinking, oh, I, I really want to see this again. And I was disappointed that it only went six and a half minutes because um, it was it was fun. And I just loved the way it got started. You know, the whole the simple fact that Joe wasn't waiting for the announcements. Bang, we're into it. And he puts he put Brock Lesnar in jeopardy in the eyes of the crowd. And, and I. You know, it's almost in a way that they were thinking. You could see their eyes thinking, "Wow, are we going to have another one of these moments that we had with Goldberg?" Mm. Yeah, I mean, the the thing with the Brock Lesnar character is that you've never seen, you've only seen him vulnerable probably twice, and that's the last feud and this feud. Obviously, you had Goldberg where he was lo- he lost the first few moments with Royal Rumble and all that, and then this one, he, he, Joe's been handing well, choking him out <laughs> every other week. Um, and obviously, it's been, you've seen, how, well, I think Heyman's been a big part of this vulnerability um, where he's kind of, he's kind of changed his tune with Joe where it's like, oh, you're, you're nobody. And then just, yes, can you stop like trying to murder me, please? Um, but it's, I think it's just been perfect. And I think, obviously, it'd be, it'd be nice to see Brock go a bit longer than, six and a half minutes but it, it did feel it did feel longer than six and a half minutes which i think is it, it's credit to them both uh but it would be nice to see this feud go on again because the storytelling's there Heyman's there with joe they've clearly got a chemistry that just works but i mean we saw on raw that when brock talks it kind of adds another level to it where you know shit's real and i, I loved it when yeah. Brock kind of spoke up and it was him and Joe there, there seems to be a respect there because I, I think more made the point last week when I was editing the pod of he had to, I have to listen for it that um, Brock's a bit old school that like he'll put over people who he thinks were, who thinks are worthy um, and that speaks volumes about Joe that he's willing to show a vulnerable side to a, a, an everyday worker not not a part-timer like Goldberg or Undertaker or Triple H this is just some some Owen bloke who's paved his way in the independent circuit and really out of shape and just chokes people out but he's an awesome wrestler I think that speaks volumes of what how Heyman and Brock and people above uh, behind the scenes look at Joe that he is a character that is is very much there, and uh, I think the links with Triple H. I hope it is Triple H pushing him because he's not he's not a typical uh, Vince character, is he? <laughs> Put it that way. No, he's definitely not. I think what what Joe has is a an el- is um a real element of legitimacy about him. Mm. You know, he's with, with the striking, yeah, with the striking, with the submissions. You know, he's not all about the physique. He's never been about that, but he's always been such a great mover in the ring. You know, very agile. Uh, but he, you know, the striking, everything, the selling, the way he talks, the way he puts things over, yeah, he has that legitimacy about him, and I think that's probably what attracts Brock Lesnar, you know, because he, that's what he is about is legitimacy. So if you've got that sense of legitimacy between two athletes, you know, and this is a f- and presented as a fight, you know, I think that really appeals to. Uh, I would imagine that really appeals to Brock Lesnar, uh, and and I do think there's more to it. I mean. I think the way that I was enjoying the match and it's a shame that it ended as quickly as it did and kind of out the blue in the way that it did. But yeah, as you mentioned, you know, on raw, it looks like we are going to see more of it because, you know, it's Roman Reigns has put himself there. Uh, and I do. Yeah. I like the fact that, um, Lesnar stepped in, you know, and, and said what he said uh, and Joe's there, you know, <clears throat> 
uh, I like Joe's just plain and simple. You look at me when I'm talking to you, you know, <laughs> and that is that that just it, you know he said so much with so little there, and it was just beautiful. And so you've got the three of them, and it looks like that's not going to go anywhere time soon. And then obviously the we next week we're supposed to have um, Joe versus Roman Reigns in you know battle for the number one contendership. Obviously the the suspicion would be that. Uh, Braun Strowman will show up and intervene and we'll end yeah. up with perhaps having a four-way at SummerSlam, which I think could work really well and, and a way of, you know, seeing all four working together again, but yeah. it being fresh and it being new. And there's that element in there as well that for the crowd is it's it's very, very plausible that the title could change hands and Brock Lesnar is still protected because he doesn't have to take the pinfall. So I... I you know, I think this has got real potential to move on and, and, and be a great main event at SummerSlam. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, I, th- I think the worst thing they could do is have Roman just just win, beat uh, Samoa Joe clean, kill, kill Joe, then go on, face Lesnar 1v1. We've seen that. It, it was all right. I don't want to really see it again in a simple 1v1. But, yeah, the four-way... It, it could work wonders. I mean, there's boundless limits what you could do in the match. The amount of spots you can have in the match you've got. Well, Joe versus Reigns is going to be good. Joe versus Strowman is mouth-watering stuff. Strowman versus Brock is, I think, it's a sight that many people want to see just because it'll be, it'll just be intriguing more than anything. Um, but if you have them free, you've got enough there to build the feud without Lesnar till the last few weeks. Then you can bring Heyman in uh, and all that. He can he can sprinkle his magic dust to make everything seem awesome. Um, and Vince can just print the money. Yes. I mean, <laughs> it's that, simple as that. <laughs> a fatal four-way of them just prints money. It works. Yeah. It works for Raw. It works for SummerSlam. You can build the feud enough with that, those three That's... week in, week out. I think that's a really good point, actually, in that what you mentioned there is you don't need Lesnar on on TV to help build this. With the other three, there's your vehicle to get you yeah. through TV until, until what is it, the late uh, late August. So yeah. another, you know, another five weeks down the road, you only need Lesnar to turn up a couple of times. And there's enough going on between them three that, yeah, the, he'll see you through. So... Yeah, absolutely, and and you you know get Paul Heyman to turn up uh, one of them weeks as uh, in addition. Yeah, it, it's absolutely made, and and if that's the way that they do go, and obviously there's nothing's confirmed or anything like that, but if that's the way that they do actually go, and I hope they do, I'll certainly be looking uh, be looking forward to it. Yeah, I mean, I think the best thing to do here is avoid. Roman being forced down our throats more because you can't just you can't just leave Strowman and Joe hanging. I mean, there's not there's probably not a few a sustainable feud there um, unless you're going to continue. I, I don't know. I think I think what makes sense is the fatal four way, but it, it has to happen. It has to happen now that we've said it. Um, but yeah, I think it. I think if Roman's involved, Strowman has to be involved, and you can't leave Joe out because Joe is now a main event player. He's he's moved on from his his uh, very weird, horrible feud with Seth Rollins, where it was very meh. It wasn't great, and now now he's kind of shown what we'd love to see in NXT and previously in TNA, where he was just a scary dude. And yeah, I think he's he's been the biggest beneficiary of most recent things and I mean I think people had a bit of doubt when he won the number one contendership but I mean has has he delivered I mean he's Absolutely. now I think he's now people's main heel in the company yeah not yeah. not only that but I think just the pure dynamics of it in in the match you know the, the triple threat can be a bit sort of stop and start you know because somebody's yeah. always got to be you know laid on the on the side or there's got to be 2v1 but a fatal four-way means there can always be two guys working together. So it's pure dynamics It's uh, and the mechanics of it. It's, it'd be easier to pull off. So, yeah, let, let's let's hope it happens. Um, Guy, just to sum it up then, great balls of fire for you. Um, thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs in the middle. 
Uh, massive thumbs up for me. I think there was only the uh, one bad spot in the Intercontinental title match. I mean, I kind of enjoyed Bray vs. Seth, but I think that was more middle. But, uh, yeah, I think everything else apart from them two matches was very good. I mean, the last two, the last two matches or the the two main events were spectacular. <laughs> they were, yeah. I think, they were perfect. Yeah. Other than the the name of the pay per view, then uh, yeah, I I enjoyed it. If that's uh, going to be the best pay per view of every year, I mean, it it's <laughs> kind of it kind of adds to it that it's got the shittest name in history. <laughs> yeah, it was. I I, I quite enjoyed it. So uh, the same for me. Thumbs up for me as well. Um, but. We're about out of time here. Uh, next week we will be uh, we'll be pre- previewing Battleground, which <laughs> is going to be oh an exciting night. Send in your favourite Punjabi <laughs> prison moments, lads. <laughs> <laughs> Try not to tweet them all at once, though, because uh, we might it, it might melt might the internet. T- might break Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but before we disappear off, uh, guy, um, uh, do you want to let everyone know how where they can catch you? Yeah, uh, at Guy Drinkle, um, it'll be sent with the pod, but Guy Drink E-L, that's how you spell it. Um, but yeah, I, I just tend to chat football shit and video game stuff. Um, yeah, if you want to follow me, check me out. Uh, and if you want to uh, keep in touch with this show on Twitter, you can, of course, do so uh, at PW underscore index uh, over on Twitter. Uh, we did put the polls out before the weekend and um, fairly predictable results. Uh, and most of you were absolutely spot on. So congratulations. But uh, that wraps things up for this week's edition of the Pro Wrestling Index here on the Anfield Index podcast channel. Um, like I said, we will be back next week to uh, preview Battleground. Ooh, won't that be exciting? I'm sure we'll have some other interesting stuff to talk about, though. Uh, and and as Guy said, your favourite Punjabi prison match moments. We'll discuss them all. Uh, but as always, um, I want to thank my uh, co-host for the for the evening, which uh, tonight was, of course, uh, the the one and only Guy Drinkle. Uh, we want to thank you, the listeners, for hitting that download button and listening in every week as you do. We really do appreciate it. But from me, Andy Wales. It's bye-bye now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. 
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.